Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of Easy Tarot Lessons. I am your host, Dusty White, author of Advanced Tarot Secrets and The Easiest Way to Learn the Tarot Ever, both of which are on Amazon. Also, uh, we have a professional course at easytarotlessons.com and it starts out for a dollar a month and after that, if you stick around, of course, um, it'll be $10 a week. Today's free lesson is from Zay and I spent an hour and a half with her, which is about an hour longer than I had planned on. But her question was about how to know what court cards mean, when they're a person or a place or a thing or a time or event, because in our course and in our free lessons we teach that court cards are much more than just people. There's a blonde person, a brunette person, a person with black hair, all that stuff. And we really went off on this, and because she is so new at the tarot, we covered other things that were ancillary to the matter at hand, but very important to understand so that she could get to the point of understanding how to do this. That's why the uh, lesson goes so long. I hope you don't get bored. We've got a lot to teach you today. As I said, it's all free. Please take notes. If you have any questions, um, just shoot me an email or post a comment online. Other than that, thank you for being here, and uh, let's get started with the lesson. So, I want to make sure I have this right. I'm going over your question, and it says something to the effect of, I'd love to know when reading a spread, how do you know when a court card is a court, uh, in action, a location, an environment, um, rather than a person? Yeah. Okay. That's a, that's a great question, and as many podcasts or free lessons as I do on court cards. There's always some aspect of them that hasn't been covered. And this is this is a huge one. Yeah, I remember you and Becky talking about court cards and um, that they're not always people. And I found that I'm not actually up to the stage of doing the big spreads yet, but I have come across even just doing a three card spread when I bought out like two kings. And I, I can just get completely and utterly stumped by it. This is, I'm so glad you brought that up. This is why I rail against um, one, two, and three card spreads or blob spreads or unfocused spreads or blind spreads. Client comes in and says, oh, just tell me anything. Just, just throw me cards. Or when you um, have your client shuffle the deck and you say, draw some cards. And they go, oh, here's a king and a king and a king and death and and another king, well, there's like five kings here. It's like, yeah. what does it all mean? You're like, uh, I see a lot of men around yeah. you. Uh, yeah, okay, that'll be that'll be fifty dollars an hour, please. It's like, really? Why? Hi, this is Officer Joe. You're going to a jail for fraud. Uh, I don't want to see that happen to us. And I'm telling you, this this comes from. I'm so lucky. I spent fifteen years goofing off. Um. Yeah, I was like 11. I'm going to learn the tarot. And I was like, you know, so it's all like cool and stuff. And and I got myself a little book from the library. And it's got a whole bunch of pictures. And, and um, so, I mean, I was doing tarot and tea reading and all that stuff. And so that was my uh, my first, uh, it's kind of like almost like a time life thing, although they weren't doing it at that point. Uh, and then from there, you know, picked up more and more books, uh, Eden Gray, and then later on, Marshall Marciano. Um, and, and whatever, and it's on and on and on. So many, far too many to mention, sorry. But uh, Messino, not Messino, sorry. Uh, which is actually not a horrible book. Uh, but Eden Gray, I, I have so many 
issues with her, although it was like the most popular book of, of the time, and that's literally what everybody was copying from. And the problem was, is I kept reading the same thing, uh, and it was racist. I will say it right out yeah. there, loud yeah. and proud. It was yeah. racist, and I hated it. Cups were blonde people. Well, I'm sorry, but I've never met a naturally blonde Asian person, and so that's <laughs> like saying, oh, this card cannot possibly an Asian people, Asian, uh, Asian person. Asian people are not emotional. They are not, they don't feel compassion. They don't, you know, enjoy, they're not poetic. It's like, how can you possibly say blonde cards, you know, um, what is it, um, damn it, uh, the, you know, European, Eurocentric um, cup cards are blondes with blue eyes and uh, and uh, coin cards are brown hair with brown eyes and, and um, uh, not spade cards, the other one, uh, same thing though, uh, sword cards are, um, you know, because we go cartomancy to too. Uh, but um, sword cards, you know, they have black hair. It's like, this is this is horrible. And this is what was in the books. And to some extent, I think they're getting better. But to some extent, a lot of the authors are just parroting the same information that we've had since, you know, 1302 or whatever the hell yep. um, Agrippa and Levi were stomping around saying, ah, your tail was the man. Right? So yeah. Obviously after 1302. You get the idea. It wasn't even a yeah, The only person I know that has sort of taken that up is that guy who did the Illuminati, the Illuminati tarot. Mm -hmm. He's actually made um, the king's each suit has a different um, ethnicity for the people. Now, there's you bring up an interesting point. Um, a little off topic here, but. In designing my astrological deck, one of the things I really have thought long and hard about was giving each tribe its own ethnicity because I wanted to be multicultural and I didn't mm. want all of my all of the people in my card to be Snow White from a Disney cartoon. Yep. Um, on the other hand, if I made the Seven of Swords. I, I'm not saying there's a Seven of Swords in my astrological deck, but let's say, for because everybody knows what the Seven of Swords is. The Seven of Swords was, God, I can't even, if, if I if I mention a race or country, I'm going to sound racist. Um, well, screw it. You can never be in trouble picking on white guys. Uh, <laughs> so uh, the, the Seven of Swords is an angry old, Republican white guy, you know, suit, tie, everything, and he's got his hand in your pockets and he's gleefully stealing your money. Well, I, I could have uh, white supremacists or other people, let's say from the South, who are just, you know, white, say, that's racist. You're, you know, by by making this particular card, this ethnicity, you are you are accusing this particular group of people uh or in this case republican white guys who are you know obviously the most um, um objectified or or worse the the, the most uh, uh downtrodden and ostracized of all of all society i mean god forbid they can barely get by with you know throughout the day it's tough being rich wealthy and white <laughs> but the point is that um snark aside it's it's a real it's a real problem trying to be multicultural and being fair because the problem is 
the cards are static. Whatever, you know, if somebody gets the bad card, they're going to get the bad card. They're, it's, if I put a person of Latino persuasion in there, it's always going to be a person of Latino persuasion. It's always going to say, wow, that's a racist thing, and you're labeling people from, let's say, south of the equator or, you know, around the equator and south uh, of, of being this. And it's like, so. Yeah, you almost need people to be translucent so that they can kind of blend into the situation if you could do that in a card. Right. So this is exactly I wanted to bring that up uh, because of what you said about the Illuminati tarot. In a way, I applaud the idea of mm. being multicultural. But wow, what a. But he locked them into suits. And, and you know, I, again, my first. My first uh, knee flight, uh, was it knee jerk reflex action is, pardon my French, fuck racism, let's <laughs> make it multicultural. But then it's really just spinning the wheel. I mean, it has to be completely random. Which card's going to be the happy, fluffy, bunny card? You yeah. Know? And which card's going to be the, wow, you know, like which card's going to be the eight of coins? I'm industrial. I'm a hard worker. And which one's going to be the seven of coins? Like, man, I'm just slacking, man. I'm on union time here. And and even there, you know, did I insult <laughs> unions? No, I'm just, it's like, so yeah. Now, um, I think it's funny that when we talk about deck creation, um, ultimately the artist just has to have some stones and say, I'm doing this as an artistic expression and if anybody reads something into it that i did not imply uh, i can go on uh, a nationwide apology tour but other than that fuck all y'all you know because yeah. we just can't homogenize everything and you'll always get people i mean that's the risk you have isn't it is that people read into what they want to read into things anyway yes and the best thing we can do is hope that they're not uh, militant and have guns <laughs> well, I'm safe in my country. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> We're not loud guns. <laughs> well, the thing is, oh, but there's always a knife. Um, yeah. The, the, the thing is that um, I want to move where you live. <laughs> um, can I – and just – Yes, you know, yes, well, no, please, go ahead. Can, can, um, just, I know this is a little bit off topic too, oh, but you know with the court cards, you know how they can represent star signs? Yes, yes. Um, um, you know how we're not just and, and astrology. Actually, I wanted to ask you about astrology, but this is not the right time. But I have wondered because you know how we're not within ourselves. Like, um, you know, you're not just a Sagittarian. You'll have your moon. You'll have your ascendant, and they'll play a part. So, in a way, is it quite limiting to kind of look at? that particular card, like, you know, the Queen of Pentacles, and sort of say, well, she represents all Earth signs because she could be representing another part of a person's, you know, sign, a part that people, like, you know, if you were reading for somebody, could you be looking at a part of their personality that's not obvious within, you know, because of where their astrology sits? No, absolutely, and I'm glad you bring up that point. When we use elements in the tarot, such as saying, you know, um, the king of king of wands, very, um, very Leo, 
generally the kings should be, you know, again, here comes a big should. The king, be careful, I'm a Leo. <laughs> oh, well, then I'll, I'll tell you all about, I'll tell you all the trash about Leos. No upstanding Leo woman would ever be upstaged by um, her cat. Therefore, the art in... Um, mangy cat. <laughs> yeah, I love mangy cat, but uh, I have, um, you know, in my exercise 11, I have taped up um, the universal it's the one by mary hansen roberts but it's universal weight and the, and the cat's like all pretty and shiny oh uh, yeah so. that that was just two that was the first pack i bought and i just found it too the definition of the color was just too much for me yeah well what got me um because i used to like it i mean it was, i was like oh my god screw that ugly rider weight this one's so much better and then the more i looked at them i realized it's subtle changes well, nice changed the inflection of the cards. This is like oh, yep. 20 some years ago, and all of a sudden I started looking at other decks going, Oh no, it totally changes the, the definition of the cards as you're actually reading it. And um, so, yeah, you know, being a Sagittarius, it's totally easy for me to, to say nice things about Leo. Uh, <laughs> however, I must go on the record and say, um, the whole concept of the Leo woman and the look at me, you know mangy cat is mangy for a reason it's like oh my god she's so beautiful and look at her little mangy mangy cat well i'll just look at her instead but you know um it's been it's an old showbiz axiom that uh, you never go on stage either with or following uh children and, and animals because they will they will steal the, the spotlight constantly it's, it's just the way it is so therefore um but back on track. Um, yes. <laughs> it's easy to say, uh, yes, uh, that the king, you know, the, the Leo card, uh, King Leo and the, and the uh, King of Swords, uh, Aquarius, you know, because, you know, again, both of these are fixed um, now, uh, it, for various reasons. And, and I have that in the, in the white book. But these are all just guidelines and much like the interpretations of the cards and uh, of course as an author i like to say that i believe the interpretations in the back of the easiest way to learn the tarot ever are the most accurate meaning representational but not dogmatic not saying this is what it must mean uh for reasons i will go into uh i've got a and it's an excellent book by the way it's a really good book. Thank you Thank for you. that book. You are far too kind. Uh, your twenty dollars <laughs> is in the mail, by the way. Um, <laughs> so, so all of the, you know, no matter what book you're reading, no matter what uh, belief system you subscribe to, traditional meanings or elemental meanings are supportive, but they cannot be um, totalitarian. They cannot be dictates. Uh, ultimately, uh, in divination, um, our intuition has to be the final arbiter. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Now, this makes it hard because, you know, we're doing our, our thing. We're like, okay, I'm in a reading and all of these cards are going well. And it's, ah, court card. I don't know. So I've got a couple of notes here. We're going to take you kind of uh, through an Alice in Wonderland kind of journey. We're not going to go. Um, Excellent. Point A to point B because there really is no A to B. We have mm -hmm. to kind of understand the terrain 
so that we can understand uh, the answer spatially. So I'm not dodging the question, but in order to give you a, a true and proper understanding of this, we're going to kind of have to take a little journey. So I'm ready. You're dealing out your cards, right? Yep. A nice, large fixed position spread, let's say for the Celtic Cross uh, or any other standard spread. Now, I'm going to interrupt myself and say again, the reason why I rail against, and I'm not saying I don't use these and I don't want my students to use these, but I go over this in the course at Easy Tarot Lessons over and over again. Um, your smaller spreads, you know, one, two, three card spreads, your blob spreads, your blind readings, these are for fun, these are for parties, these are excellent when you want to follow up. You've done your big spread. And it's like, well, what about this? What about that? Well, I'm going to clarify this. Well, now you've already got something in your mind. You're totally saturated with it. You just need a little tiny bit of information. But mm -hmm. if you're sitting down with the client, um, I see clients could be friend, family, or yourself, anything, or uh, asking about, you know, what's going to happen at school tomorrow. The problem with blob spreads is you don't have any reference points. Here, yep. I'll just pull a card. Okay, I've got a Albano deck right here. So I'm going to pull a card and go uh, Eight of Cups. Well, reversed. What does that mean? Uh, don't leave home. Oh, my God. Is this somebody out to get me? Is it, uh, oh, or wait. Is there a package that I, if I leave, I should um, I get it? Or um, am I going to get a flat tire? Oh, that's right. I'm low on gas. Maybe this says I'll run out of gas. See, out of context, uh, and that's just the Eight of Cups. That's not court card yeah um i really don't like you guys doing this to yourself um there is no value in it There's, you know it's not like oh i look at me i'm special because i can break the rules and um just read whatever comes up well yes but there's no guarantee of accuracy you know at that point it's just force of will this is what I see, and I'm the psychic, and therefore you must listen to me. Thank you. Next. You know, ha, I'm here all week. Applaud me. Applaud me. Nice. You you literally have to shut your client up because the first thing out of their mouth is like, I don't get it, or that doesn't apply to me. Hmm. Yeah. Doesn't sound right. Now, oh, my God, what are you going to do? Is You just jumped up, you know, naked in public and said, it's raining fire and the sky is black, and people look up and go, no, it's not. You're naked. I, I mean, how do you come back from that? So in order to avoid that, know what you're asking about. And the larger spreads, I promise you, as intimidating as they are, a mm. well, a well-designed, large, intimidating spread is actually your best friend. Think of it this way. Uh, if you have a question that you want answered and you pull one card, you have simple, easy to to uh, to look at, not necessarily a decipher, but easy to look at uh, information. Here's, here's one card. Okay, should I have tacos tonight? Um, oh, there's some, wait, I got that uh, eight of cups card. Okay, uh, should I have tacos tonight? No, should I have tacos or spaghetti? I don't know. And I get the three of coins. Well, 
I'm not really getting a lot here. Okay, now I have to go into the meanings of the card. It's like, okay, well, there's a guy and he's making stuff and he's mastery it, so maybe it's what you're better at. And then, uh, oh, oh, but there's people there, so maybe they're giving him input, so maybe I should get other people's input. I don't want you to shop for answers that way. I understand. Yeah. Now, let's say, for example, I did this or that spread. I said, okay, this is what's going to happen if I make spaghetti. This is what's going to happen if I make tacos. And after examining both of those, I'm going to make my own damn decision. I'm going to have the cards tell me what to do. I'm going to have them tell me what's going to happen. And I'll go, Ooh, no, I don't want to set the house on fire. I'll go to Burger King. <laughs> if it tastes like crap for you, I'll set the house on fire. That's it. I'm going out. Kids, daddy pulling out the credit card. <laughs> so... Uh, in that sense, um, and this is a, a topic for a different time, but it's a good question as well. And I think we kind of covered it, although if we haven't, uh, we can cover it again, is how to know what spread to use in any particular uh, situation. I just released three podcasts the other day, just blam, just threw them all out at once. So I don't know if that was one of them, but uh, if not, um, we could definitely do that. So before we go into core cards, again, I told you it's going to be kind of like an Alice in Wonderland, a kind of loopy experience. But does that help at all to understand even a little bit the value of having a good question and having the appropriate spread mm. that best helps understand? Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Now, to really go into this, even though it's just short, um, using the Celtic Cross as an example, because it's number one of the most popular spread in the world. You have 10 cards answering your question instead of one. Yeah, yeah, it just blindsides me. For some reason, when I put that spread out, I just, my brain just goes blank. How but I think, far have you read in the book? Um, I've read the book, but I need to, like, I, I don't take things in on one pass. I need to go over, and I think it's just a case of me just keep doing it and keep doing it until it clicks with me. So it's not that I don't think I can't do it. I just know I need a bit of time to master it because for some reason the um, Raider White Pack is a deck I've always avoided reading and I think it's something to do with them being Catholics. I know what you mean. And, um, yeah, the Celtic Cross, for some reason, I've, but I'm onto it. I've decided to just stick with it. I, I'm mastering the deck and I will master that spread too. I will I will make it a lot easier for you uh, if you get a chance. Do you have the black book? Do you have advanced? Yes, yes, yes. I haven't touched it though. I've only flicked through it. Um, okay, tell you what. But yes, I've got it. Yep. Since got you're it gonna, right here. Since it's going to take you a couple of passes through, I want you to cheat. Oops, that's why I don't like cords because I just rolled over it. I'm going to grab my copy of Advanced Star Secrets. It says mine written on it. Nobody steals it. Not that they would, but I guess whatever. At some point, I wrote in big letters on it. Oh, can I just interrupt? Yes, what please. I have loved is watching you. Like, I have really enjoyed watching you go over the Celtic Cross and give scenarios of how it can work and how you work with the different cards. Like, that for me has been immensely helpful because I really thrive on watching you in the videos. I, I just love the videos and how you work and listening to you and your other students and, and how you work in with them. And, yeah, so that's been really good for me. Oh, thank you, because... Um... 
uh, now there's not a, a sales question but i have to know um are you enrolled in the course yes 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 absolutely oh good because it, it, i'm up to about week nine week ten no i'm week nine i'm um oh my god yeah yeah okay. yeah, yeah uh <laughs> just at the beginning and i mean it's it's, yeah, it's good yeah. that I'm so happy you said week nine or ten because we were in week like forty and having these problems. We they, we have a problem oh. here, but <laughs> no. But I have decided that I will redo the course if I don't master it in one in one go. I'll redo it. Well, well, trust me when I say uh, as you get deeper into it, we don't keep covering the same information. But for example, you you'll learn the basics of the uh, Celtic cross spread. Then in like week 16, we start uh, something like that. We start with uh, advanced our secrets. We go to the new exercises and the new games. And I don't know what week it is, but I want you to actually um, open your book to page 81. Yep. And I want you to read from page 81 to page 124. 81, yep. Uh, and matter of fact, maybe not even page 84. Huh? So that's the advanced spreads. Well, let's try. Advanced spread base. In fact, oh, let's okay. just go to let's say to page 118. Now, what you're going to find here uh, is advanced spread basics and advanced spread techniques, and and don't let it overwhelm you. But just read it for the general information. Tuck it in the back of your brain. It's going to show you what's coming down the road, or how you're going to be able to really get more information out of the uh, well your various spreads for example I, I use the Celtic cross as an example spread because it's such a you know stock and trade standard yeah but yeah. even if you just casually glance through meaning you know a cursory read of that section or those two sections yep I think and again you stop page 118 you have to go into the other stuff um, it will definitely help you understand what I'm about to say here, which is that your Celtic cross spread makes you less like the hot dog vendor, which you know I, I love the idea of being a hot dog vendor or, or just hot dog vendors in general. You walk up, you get a hot dog, and like you know in New York or something, you're like, hey, I got a hot dog, I'm happy. But you're you're less like that man on the street. And more like a CEO. Yeah. You have divisions and departments answering you. So when you're reading your blob spread, you don't have a whole bunch of people going, hey, hot dog, hot dog, give me a hot dog. And you're like, whoa, okay, everybody slow down. Um, what you're getting is you're at your corporate board meeting, and you can look wherever you want and go, Johnson, what's re research and development? Okay, I've heard enough. What about you? I mean, you literally you could be a jerk because they're just cards, right? So like card position seven. This is your negative associations, generally called, you know, your fears. But in advanced spread techniques, we find out there's other ways to look at it. This is what you're pushing away. This is your negative stuff that you don't want to happen. Uh, versus uh, uh, carb position nine, this is what you do want to happen. And then carb position eight, this is what other people are wanting. I want, you know, I'm as hell and I'm not going to take it anymore. This is what the rabble is saying. So yeah. here's your situation. And not only can we examine your interior motives, you know, how we got here, because all of that really adds up to um, like, like a detective work, you know, and um, 
Who broke the window? Well, let's see. It was broken with a ball. Hmm. Well, Johnny got a ball last Christmas, so <laughs> you know, it looks like Johnny's ball. Uh, you know, this is what happened in the past, so we can. It helps us decipher. You know, was the bra was the glass uh, broken from the inside or the outside? Uh, at what point of the day? Uh, did I leave? You know, little things like this, like basic detective work, and then of course, you know, the pros, the cops who do the real detective work. That's all we're doing with the cards is each card position. That's that's a new term that I uh, that I put out is card position. That just means you know, card position one, part mm. position two. So each card position has a specific meaning, no matter what card falls into it. Well, that's easy because in it's like doing a past, present, future spread. In the past, the present, in the future, no matter what card, king, queen, ace, uh, empress, tower, no matter what card comes up in the past, we know that this is something that has happened. It's not happening right now. It's not going to happen. It's like, oh no, it's like, no, it's in the past. It's already happened. Don't worry about it. You know, it's like, I don't care. I don't care if it's the devil. It's not like, oh my God, bad things are going to happen to you. No this has already happened. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Yep. No, and I like it. I actually love the way you go through the card positions. It's actually helped a lot. And I love the way you go card position one, card position seven, nine, and the way you were actually explaining the other day, I was listening to you explaining how you work those positions together. You know, card position seven with nine, and then you look at what's happening in card position five. Oh yeah, it um, a lot of the stuff when we get down to the you know the super advanced stuff when we start getting the patterns and and hidden spreads when we compare things together and and this is where we get like literally three to five times more information than anybody else you will ever run across because they're busy reading card one card two card three oh time's up give me my fifty dollars. Um, well, it's about eighty. Yes. If you want a reading here in New Zealand, you'll pay eighty dollars for a reading. Nice. See. It's worth learning this stuff because, you know, it's, and especially think about this. Once your reputation gets strong and solid and all you have to do is give killer readings to do that. Yeah. So I help you give killer readings. You, you get a great reputation. You're fighting these people off with a stick. Because yeah, imagine well. this. Literally, if, if you can help me get my girlfriend to do what I want, if you can tell me which – Chump is going to be my new political leader, no matter what country or are in. I can plan on that. I can make strategic investments that will pay off. You know, if I know what you know how this stock is going to perform, or if I can solve crimes. In other words, if you can help me enhance the information I already have, eighty dollars—that's nothing. I can I can make money off that all day and night. And guess what? I'll either tell everybody how great you are, or I refuse to tell everybody because you'll be my secret weapon, and I'll just come to you anytime I need a problem as long as you provide the information that I need. Yeah, and and, and I've, I've listened to you talk about how there is a lot of readers out there, and they're not really worth the money they get paid, and unfortunately, we've got a lot of them here in New Zealand, and I just don't want to be another one of them. Well, all you got to do is go on YouTube, and you'll see um, – some people make it a blood sport where they will take their little video camera and they'll go in and they'll, I, they'll get a reading and and they will expose this person who, who probably means well. You know, I, I, I like to think 
Pollyanna or not, that there's not a whole lot of people out there scamming, there might be some, but that most people who do give generic or crappy readings just haven't been trained properly. I don't think it's some nefarious plot, you know, and, uh, but the thing is that we are all being painted with a uh, broad brush of crap. And the worst part is, if you really look at what we did, if we were all that good, again, like I just said, we'd have people banging on, on our door, you know, all the time, days and day and night. Give me a reading. I need to know what's going on. People do this with their psychologist, their therapist, their stockbroker, um, any professional advisor who is worth their salt uh, or, or even better, worth their weight in gold. They can't go out to dinner with their family without somebody banging. You know, it's like uh, my broker is E.F. Hutton. It's like everybody stops. It's oh, my God, I need to know. I need to know. Because when you have the good stuff, it's literally like being a supermodel. You can't go anywhere without people going, hey, baby, hey, baby, hey, baby. You know, I want some of this. I want some of this. I want some of this. It's the same thing. So all I care about is I want to destroy your social life by making or helping you develop your skills to such a great level that you can never leave the house because people are like, I know you're in there and you have answers. <laughs> you know, of course, I think it's funny. So. Getting into this, that, you know, keeping in mind that's, that's our goal, you're sitting there with your spread. Once all the cards are out, and this is, this is I'm so glad you're um, at this point in your studies, because this works perfectly for you. You've just dealt out your cards. I want you to stop, relax, take a breath, clear your mind, look at the spread as a whole. There's three mm -hmm. cards, five cards, ten cards. Just get a feel of what you're looking at now in this particular scenario you see three or four court cards now as we talked about most uh most tarot books would have us believe that these are people but the problem is with only 78 cards to represent all of reality in comparison to the tens of thousands of things that can ha potentially happen to you on any given day Reducing the number of possibilities from 78 to 62, because there's like uh, 16 core cards. Um, when you take out the core cards, that's just obscene. Now, because there are only 78 cards in the deck, and I keep saying this, but it, it doesn't make it any less true. Each card has to have several possible meanings. And... Also, it has to be able to adapt to the circumstance of your client and your question. Otherwise, your readings will be very formulaic and vague, like computer apps uh, or software. And this is, you know, again, I don't want to pick on people who give bad readings. I want them to stop giving bad readings because I'm a teacher. I want to help them. Uh, yeah. If I were a cynic, I'd just go, oh, you suck. You should be, uh, you know, arrested for fraud. But again, I don't want us to get to that point where those people... I mean, we've already been at that point in the past. I don't want to. I don't want to get there again. I want people to be able to hang a shingle, uh, or if you know whatever, and put out their business card, and have people go, "Hey, I respect you. I want to bring uh, some respect and credibility back into this profession." So, court cards—it's a bit trickier. This is because we have essentially four sets of images um, with people sitting or standing. And their poses are only subtly different. So mm. 
what we end up with is four images that are repeated with slight variations. I'm standing. Well, I'm standing. I'm standing. I'm standing. Well, you must be pages because you're all standing. Everybody else is sitting. Kings are sitting. Queens are sitting. What's the difference? Knights are sitting. So we have to look at the angle. We have to look at the pose. Um, at first, you know, when you're comparing this to the, the rest of the suit uh, pip cards, you know, um, even even my 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 two favorite, like the two buddies. I, I like to call them brothers. Um, seven of Swords and the Five of Swords. You know, one's an extortionist, one's a thief. <laughs> so okay, yeah, they're both yeah. taking something, but one guy is like, ah, I've beaten you out of this or intimidated you. And the other one's like, sneak, sneak, sneak. I will take this out while you're not looking. So that's easy. We can see the difference there. But we look at the Page of Swords and the Page of Coins and go, well, one guy is holding up something, and the other guy is holding up something. Ah, but one guy is holding up something and looking away from something. Like, you know, okay, well, that's that's really descriptive. You know, we the the solution to the problem is is also the problem itself. We have to um, look at the traditional meanings in the way that we're inheriting the wisdom of the elders who've gone before us but always remembering that the elders that have gone before us lived in a different time. It didn't have all the snazzy new technology. So we take the best of what they have, but not the bias. Um, uh -huh. Same thing with reading the traditional meaning. Also, we have to kind of look at the card and say, what are we looking at? And therefore, how, what does that say about the person in this card? Because what, with court cards, all we have to go on is that person's personality or character traits. Does that make sense so far? Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. So knowing what a court card means in a spread is no different than knowing what any card means in a spread. But like the court cards, we have to have a little bit more of a challenge deciphering because uh, what they mean because we don't have people engaged in a clear-cut activity. No, and some of them look so miserable too. Like the Queen of Wands, she just looks absolutely miserable. Oh, I like. I thought she was like rather proud and and uh, you know staring off into space. Um, let me take a look. Uh, I mean miserable. I'm I'm not going to argue the point with you. Um, she is kind of scowly a bit. Um, Mind you, yeah, the one I've got on my deck eleven is actually slightly different than the, you know, the crisscrossy deck, the tartan, uh -huh. the blue and black tartan deck, slightly different to the one I've got up for my um, Which exercise deck eleven. Do you have up because we we know that the different decks changed the uh, art. It was that deck you hate. It um somebody brought me years ago the the little tiny deck that had the answers and I you know had the words going around the deck. So I cut them off. I cut the words off. And um, is that the quick cut. and easy tarot? Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh shame. Yeah. So I cut it up. Ah. Um. I cut the words <laughs> off and then put the deck up for my exercise eleven because they're nice small cards. Well, no, that is nice. That is nice. But again, see here, this is an interesting thing, and this is a problem that we will have if you study with other people. Um, for example, if you have one of um. I, I got. I always butcher this, this poor guy's name. Uh, he's an amazing artist, uh, Ciro or uh, Marchetti or Marchetti. 
amazing artist, but I'm not a fan of his tarot decks because he removes a lot of essential information from the cards. So if I was using his deck and you were using a writer deck or or got rid of Crowley deck, which is totally different, we're yeah, yeah, I've got that deck. You know, it's like, oh, I got seven swords. Ah, well, I get this. Well, I got that. Well, how did you get this? You know, it's like, oh, it tastes great. Less filling. You know, next thing you know, we're arguing with each other and you know, slamming our phones down, which you can't do anymore. You just like click, uh, especially on Skype. But so, to some extent, like you would say, yeah, she looks miserable. I'm like, mm. Yeah, actually, she's oh. softer. She's a lot softer in the um, I think you call it the the nineteen ten. It's the it's the it's the um, the deck, you know, the back of it's blue and black. Um, yeah, it's just, it's just the the writer deck. Um, mm. London writer of London made them. United States Games made them. Just the, the standard yellow deck. Uh, and these are. Oh, and then of course University Books made them. Just basically the Wade Smith images. Um, mm. And again, slightly altered by everybody. Um, but yes, even even uh, Scarabio makes a. Uh, oh, Scarabio makes a. Uh, and then, of course, there's like endless uh, Russian and uh, Chinese clones and whatnot. So same basic art. Uh, it's just, say, the writer deck, just for nice sipping. Yes. But the primary descriptor of each court card is always either the element of the suit or the subtle character traits revealed by that person's pose. And this is where practice comes in. So, for example, underlying each court card will be the properties of that element. So um, all of the uh, all of the wands court cards would be very fiery, very passionate, very um, airy Sagittarius Leo. Yeah. So impulsive, adventurous. Uh, don't waste time thinking. Act. Act now. <laughs> but at the end of the day, everybody else is like, no, you guys have so much fun. It's because we're not sitting around waiting for somebody to give us permission. It's like, yeah. I can never Just do that. charge in there and do it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Think about it later. Hey, are you ready? Look at me. What? Oh, yeah. It's like, there's you know, positive and negative in it. But, but when you look at that as an underlying character trait, you know that whatever action, event, person, character trait, whatever, that that Queen of Wands represent, it's not going to be a shrinking wallflower. Un unless it's reversed and it's like, ah, you are afraid to, to let go. You're afraid to, to get up on stage and say, this is what I believe. Yeah, she's got a, a cancer moon. Yeah, oh my God, yes. Oh, no, no. Um, so... In the easiest way to learn tarot ever, you have that book, um, I give you a dozen exercises to practice on an ongoing basis to sharpen your intuitive skills and expand your awareness of what each card is saying at that yeah. moment. So as much as reading helps, practice is God. Practice uber alice. Practice is everything. I agree. Okay. And I'm still doing that, and, and I'm wanting to take my time doing that practice. Taking your time is good. The It's more important to practice a lot than it is to practice uh, slowly. Um, okay, yep. And the reason why I gave you a dozen exercises just in that one book was uh, it, it does get boring. 
in doing the same exercise over and over. So once you learn them all, and you have at least a good solid basic ability to do them all, I want you to bounce back and forth. You know, again, yeah. do what you feel like doing, but there's a variety enough in those exercises because these replicate the exact things you will be doing while you're out there reading to where uh, by bouncing back and forth, we, we uh, learn from the exercise, but we also learn that cross comparison yeah. Where something in our head is like, well, wait, I'm not going from thing to thing on on blending, but now I'm not blending. It's like, what if I, what if we blended, but but did so in an an equal or unequal thing where one card was dominant, one is subdominant, and then of course that just leads you right into advanced tarot secrets where we actually have that particular exercise. But nonetheless, um, I just want you to relax enjoy the process and and don't hold back from reading too much is in reading the book uh, or doing the exercises even if the exercises seem a little bit advanced because you can try them out you know do them slowly and get a feel at you know the idea is get it in your subconscious so even if you go back and you're doing the basics I think that's what I meant by taking my time. I didn't really mean by doing it slowly. I meant I keep going over them, and when I get stuck, I move to another exercise, and then I'll go back to the exercise that I was getting stuck on. No, absolutely, because these exercises need to be done on an ongoing basis. And If you're in week nine, you should be in a study group, um, and uh, I also have a study buddy. So uh, you know, any one of our moderators can uh, can definitely – help you it makes it more fun it makes it twice as fast because you can watch somebody else kind of screwing around and your mind is free it's what is it it's always easier to be in the audience no 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 do it this way do it that way and that's a unique feeling um but but you're still in practice session yeah but with the study buddy and that it's all you've got to write everything don't you you've got to use the keyboard you compute communicate by typing no skype Oh, okay. Because I've avoided it because I've, I'm no. I'm challenged when it comes to typing things down. So I've oh, not no, I joined a group. I so. had to self type. I had to self teach myself how to type, and, and uh, I've written like 16 books now. Oh my God! You should have seen how many missed. Uh, I've made more typos than most people have made in their lives, and and to this day, because I. You know, I gotta look at the keyboard and hunt and pack. So I I understand where you're at. No, the only typing you have to do is um, uh, type an email to or, or type a message. We either one on the site to our moderators. And, yeah, it's just made contact with me. Uh, yeah. Well, um, I will. Uh, and uh, I'll even I'll help. I'll, I'll recommend a few after after the call. And. Yeah, we'll get you set up, and then what they will do is they will put you in contact. Well, they'll, they'll probably invite you into study groups, um, in, depending on what time works for you. You know, work with uh, that particular moderator or that particular time. And then uh, after that, uh, you know, when they get a feel of you, they'll say, hey, well, you know, let's get you a study buddy, and you're always welcome to be in the group. But this way you can have a few people that you just work with, just you and them on your own. Um, there's no pressure. You guys can have fun and a really great way to build up uh, lifetime friendships. But again, 
uh, it's all free. It's all uh, we generally use Skype because you know international calls and whatnot. But you can use the phone or WhatsApp or anything like that. But uh, yeah, I think it's much more fun. Uh, and you can use video or not video, but it's much more fun than uh, than just like you know type type type. Mm. Oh, thank you. Yeah, absolutely. All right. So what I'm about to show to you applies okay. to all of those exercises and all of your practice readings, but also your real life readings for playing uh, paying clients. So when you see a court card or you know or any other card I suppose in spread. I want you to go back and ask yourself the exact question you had in your head. In your head. I write them down. I write the questions down. This is such a good thing and it'll pay off in spades. Because when you're actually giving a reading, you know, you may be going 20, 30 minutes. I mean, honestly, you'd be going an hour or two. Um, the pros do. But if you're like 20, 30 minutes in, often our mind will subtly reword the question that we asked. You know, we, we, we won't yep. remember the exact words. And the more we rephrase that question, the more, because the, once the cards are down, they're set. The cards come out in answer to the question that you asked. And if you change the question later, then you're invalidating. It's like going, uh, it's breach of contract. And this is where problems, this is where readers get in hopes into a lot of problems. Again, I don't lie. all these mistakes I made myself over and over. Where 20, 30 minutes in, you're trying to answer a question that, that wasn't actually asked. And therefore, now your reading starts to go sideways. Like, why is it going sideways? So writing your question down, such a good thing. Plus, it allows you to focus on something while you are shuffling. Yep, and I've had to remind, you know, I've been in a situation, I've had to remind somebody, that's not the question you asked. So, yes, I mean, that if, is, if you want, we can stop and I can go with that question. <laughs> but <laughs> we're starting all over again <laughs> because I got to tear it exactly. out. Exactly. Right? Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, I, I want to let people know they're free to do what they want. But if they're going to stop me in the middle and change questions and go, no, this is what, uh, and this is why it's so important uh, when you actually start reading for people, even and especially friends and family, be subtle but be in control, be friendly but be firm. When you are forming the question that you are going to ask of the cards, because really that's the question that's going to be answered. Screw whatever they say. I want you to politely but firmly. Remind your client, you know, cost of thing. So, this is what we're asking. And I want them to commit to it. I want them to go, yeah. You know, they don't have to, like, sign in blood. But if they... <laughs> oh, if, no, they do. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. <laughs> I was just saying, you've got a Scorpio moment. Um, but if they go, no, I want something else, I'd rather know that before I throw down the cards. Yeah, Absolutely. I've failed to do that, and I've given a brilliant reading, and I'm like halfway through going, yeah, look at me. This card is this. This card is this. And they're like, well, that sounds really good, but it's got nothing to do with me. I'm like, what? It's like, well, no, I wanted to know this. That wasn't the, those weren't the words that you used. Well, see, that now at this point, you're arguing with your client. So I, I figured the best way around this is to, you know, right before I fully commit to the question I'm asking. And this doesn't mean I'm about to deal the cards, because... You have to pick up the cards, talk to your clients, find out what they want to know, develop your own question, and then shuffle that question into the cards 
before you get your ding. So early on, we want to find out that we're in total synchronicity. And that's why I like what you're doing. You write that question down, bam, there's the question well, I'm asking. You talk about the ding. I was having trouble getting the ding or the being in the zone. And I realized if I don't have the question right and the question doesn't feel right, I can't get that ding. So I need the question to be right, as you say, to shuffle it into the cards to actually get the ding. Now you're at, now you're reading like a pro because that is actually an advanced topic. It is very organic. It's it's part of the process, but I I kind of hold that part back for a while because otherwise it gets confusing. But but you've just brought up a very valuable point. If you were reading, you know, you're shuffling the cards and the cards are like literally it feels like they're fighting you is it they, yep. the cards just they stick or they grind against each other and it just seems like wait these are cards i've, I've shuffled a thousand times but they, but but it's just you know they don't fly i've i, I gotta tell you there, there's no scientific proof or evidence on this but i have found over and over again that if i force the cards out i'll get a crappy reading yep on the other hand if i stop and i talk to my client and say let's go over this again blah 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 blah. i will find out that i was wrong they changed their mind they're lying to me again it all is i'm not saying all this is once it when you read for tens of thousands of people you will get all different types of scenarios so there's just a couple but there's something wrong with what you're doing and the only way that the I'm going to say the gods can, can, you know, bang on your head is by making the cards, you know, the fight in that sense. Um, mm. It's subtle yeah. little things that, that you know, just millimeters or, or micrometers where instead of flowing together, it's like, good. And that's the same thing as your ding sensation. It's, it's tactile, sensory, existential, not uh, existential, it's extrasensory, <laughs> tactile, sensual, <laughs> extrasensory perception. Uh, it, it's not like, you know, Jehovah is going to come out of the sky and go, that's not right. You should ask your client. That It's like everything with this is very subtle. And this is why we train and train and train, because the more we train, the more we practice, the more we do this properly the easier it is over time for us to understand everything. We get to the point where we don't even need the cards anymore. Excuse me. Sorry. So, yes. Uh, so let me give me an example real quick here, because I love what you're doing here. But uh, jumping into this, because I do want to give you the answer. Yes, yeah, sorry, sorry. No, I've been this up, is great, sidetracking you. Yeah, sorry. A lot of great general information, but I want to make sure that, that we get to the promise of the this lesson. Yeah. So I'm gonna, just going to be an example here. Yep. Um, we have a big crazy election in the United States right now. Um, even apparently people in uh, other countries are going, wow, this is a crazy election. Yeah, no, we follow you. Yeah. You're, you're big in, yeah, America's big in New Zealand. So you're asking about the current election. Let's say you have a client comes in, the businessman. Says, you know, I have dealings with America. If Trump wins, it's going to mean this, this, and this. If that Hillary wins, it's going to mean this, this, and this. Um, if that crazy socialist means wins, it's going to be this and this. So he wants to. I, I'm painting your client as some kind of like you know, right-wing Republican. I, I, I don't you know. But the thing <laughs> is that um, 
he wants to know who is going to win because he and his consortium of business people they got a lot of money at stake so they want to know what the attitude of trade is and um you know our imports or exports you know where's the money going to go how is this going to affect the uh new zealand or australian dollar and you know etc etc so in other words your client wants to know since it is such a political circus um your client wants to know whether the people will support the candidate that is elected or if the uh, see right now the problem that we're having on the republican side and this may end up on the democratic side too is that donald trump super popular with the voters because ultimately he's, if i understand this right i've been following this way too much the reason he's popular is not because he's crazy or says dumb things it's because he is such an anti-politician and this is the one chance that they have to, to stretch out and say we don't want to vote for a politician now on the other side some crazy shit going on i i mean the stuff that's said about him the stuff that's said by him the stuff that's done at his rallies whether or not it was with his support so the powers that be have have openly said everything up to the point of screw what the voters say we are going to install our own candidate we're you know we're going to put the person we want in charge which kind of you know if such a thing should happen, I think it would cause a lot of resentment in America, which could spill out into the markets. So um, your client wants to know, because he's been watching this whole broker convention and things, he's saying, look, it's a real possibility that Democrats and Republicans are just going to say, uh, no, we don't care about uh, Bernie Sanders winning the domination. We want Hillary, or we want Trump, or we don't want anybody but Trump. Let's let's dig up Reagan, pull him out of the grave, and put it back up because you know it's like uh, you know that's dead people. But if something happens where the person who allegedly won the popular vote is not elected, this could throw the world into chaos. So that's the question we're asking. Doing any any large spread. And sure enough, just to just to bugger things up, a court card shows up in the final outcome position of the spread. This creates a problem, as you didn't get an easy card that shows an obvious yes or no. Now you got uh -huh. now you got yep. your paycheck. So, for example, since I need something real to to throw at you rather than Siri. Uh, Let's say that in this election, in, in this question about the election, and whether, and again, going back to the question, will the people, meaning the bulk of the American people, support this president, or is it going to be a chaotic zoo? Uh, let's say that the Knight of Coins shows up, because I picked a random court card, Knight of Coins. Uh -huh. um, all right. Knights primarily indicate the rate of progress or a thing. Uh, I mean, the rate of progress of a thing, not a thing, or the general attitude of a person involved, or how much enthusiasm or resistance you'll encounter in response to an action or a belief. I mean, I mean, yeah, of course, knights can mean like young people and all that stuff, but generally, I found that if we take knights as how quickly something's going to happen, how enthusiastic somebody's going to be, 
um, you know, the general attitude, you know, Knight of Coins is like, I'm sitting here. Yep. <laughs> I'm I am anywhere. waiting for you. Yeah. Yep. It's like Greedo in Star Wars. I have you, Han Solo. Star Wars, Han Solo was like, oh yeah, blam. Han shot first. Greedo should have been more Knight of Swords. Greedo was sitting there going, look, I have a gun. What are you going to do? So you don't, you don't point a gun at somebody and say, what do you have to do? And they have a gun. They're going to shoot you before you shoot them. So this wait and see attitude of the Knight of Coins. Uh, yep. Now, this is how we find out what the card means. Because like, um, we know the question and we know the situation and we know what the card position says. The card position says, well, this is going to be the final outcome, which is a bit generic. It's not like this has happened. This is what you want. This is what you're planning on. It just says this is what's going to happen. Well, it could be a person-based thing or whatever. But by focusing firmly on the question and then allowing the card to reveal its personality to us, it will almost always answer for us without us having to play the 20 questions game of the card. So if we are reading a blind uh, question, um, you know, just tell me anything, or we're not focused, or we're doing a little blob spread, like three card spread and two kings come up, we have no context. Um, we're like, I don't know. But if we say, how are the people going to react? And this is the final outcome. We already know that outcome plus that question means this card, no matter what it is, is showing us this is the public's opinion. So what I'm getting off it is a wait and see attitude. They're not going to budge. They're not going to go out of their way. President says, we've all got to pitch in. They're like, no, we don't. We pitched in, we voted. Yeah, yeah. I'm not going to compromise. I'm going to sit here and what have you done for me lately? Or what's in it for me? Now, imagine it was same question, same everything else, except instead of the Knight of Coins, it was the Knight of Swords or the Knight of Wands. Well, now we the rabble is all rah, 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 pitchforks and torches. I mean, whether they support him or not, they won't let this guy get a moment's sleep. Right. Yeah. Because this says, how are the public going to react? Knight shows up. It's like, again, either either one of the active knights, um, air or fire, you know, knights or, um, what does that mean, swords or, or uh, wands. Both these guys. Now, one of them is screamy, shouty. The other one is, I'm going to the White House and I'm banging on the gates. It's not going to do any good, but if you're inside and you've got mobs of people banging on the gates, it's like, oh, crap. <laughs> hey, should I be worried about this? <laughs> so this shows a much more active electorate. Does that make sense? Yep, yep. <clears throat> that does, yep. Just writing it down. No, no, this is good. Now, I know this is just one question, but I'm trying to, you know, rather than take forever to go through everything, uh, I want to give you variations of one scenario, and then we can extrapolate from there. What if it was a king? Ah, good question, because that's the next point. If it was a king, that could show a couple of different things, but staying presently and permanently in the question. 
how mm -hmm. will these people react? How will these peasants react? Um, because it is the election of the president, the highest person in the land, you know, it could be male, female, uh, yep. especially in this election, it actually could be a male or female. It's not just theoretically it could be. Um, we, we have a definitely female candidate, definitely male candidate. So a king wouldn't show, ah, oh, it's going to be a man. It shows this is, and besides, that's not the question we're asking. This is a, we have to look at the personality of the kings. Because um, women can be kings, can't they? Like they can come absolutely. up as kings. Yeah. Marissa Miller uh, is just a name that pops to mind, probably because she's in a lot of trouble. She is the CEO, big honcho, head head cheese, big cheese. I think it's of Yahoo. It could be Hewlett Packard, uh, but, but I think Hewlett Packard has another female CEO. Uh, so point is that yes, these two are they are cardinal, they are in charge. Um, in the tarot, the kings tend to be more authoritarian, dictatorial, man in charge. The queens tend to be a little bit more nurturing. Um, again, the cards often point to the stereotypical uh, royalty or the part they played, uh, not specifically that uh, it will be a king or a queen. Um, now again, depending on the situation, this could totally change. Uh, so, for example, Marissa Miller or that... Uh, Hewlett Packard lady, uh, they could easily be represented by a king. Look at it as if I'll just stay with Mr. Uh, mm -hmm. Oh no, better yet, better yet, totally because I want to stay right in this election thing. Let's get totally crazy. There was a woman who was in the Bush cabinet named Condoleezza Rice. Ah uh, yes, yes. Yep. Let's say Hillary stomps Bernie Sanders. And we know that she is the Democratic candidate. And then the Republicans go, we need a female candidate. Uh, just because, you know, we don't want it to be a matter of vote for women means vote Democrat. So let's say they get to the convention and Trump doesn't have enough and Kasich doesn't have enough and Cruz doesn't have, you know, I know it's, they've, let's say they've gone through one or two rounds of votes and there's no clear winner. Let's say they drag up Sarah Palin and Condoleezza Rice. Now, we might, just for sake of argument, um, I, I hope I'm not wrong, but I believe that um, Hillary, I haven't paid attention to this, I really should. I believe that Hillary Clinton is a Scorpio. Uh, she's certainly accused of being a Scorpio with all the hiding and stuff. Um, so we might use her as the king of, I mean, sorry, the queen of swords or Queen of Swords reversed. Queen of Swords is not a water sign, but it's very indicative of a Scorpio um, woman in charge. Queen of Swords reversed is like um, the 101 Dalmatian, uh, Cruella de Bill. Um, mm, the, the dark side, because you know, mm -hmm. when we reverse the card, we generally bring out the negative traits, again, generally speaking. Yeah. So we might use uh, and I know we're getting um, not we're, we're in off we're, we're in to, we're on topic in the in the general state but we're, we're getting off on a little tangent 
looking at these as significators. We could take, whether we like or hate Hillary Clinton, uh, you know, again, we're Democrat, Republican, whatever, we might use the Queen of Swords to represent her, as in this represents her style of leadership that we're projecting. Right. Okay. Mm -hmm. Now, let's say Sarah Palin. Let's say Sarah Palin, I'm going to make her a king. Um, not saying Sarah Palin is a king versus a queen, but I'm going to do this because I want to show you that with Sarah Palin, let's say we make her a king of wands. Very loud, very brash, kind of sunshiny in her own way. You know, in, in her world, it's a happy place. She is oblivious to things that do not uh, um, do not concern her. She says some funny, strange, weird things. But even so, when she does that, a lot of people are diehard followers. That's kind of the good thing about it being Leo. She can be as crazy as she wants. Leo's always just like, Bill Clinton's a Leo. No matter all his faults, he's still Bill Clinton. He says things and, and people just go, wow, you know something about that Leo personality. So in that sense, saying as far as Sarah Palin, we would say that her style of leadership will be very King of Wands. And we'll go Condoleezza Rice, and let's say that she's very King of Pentacles, very authoritarian, top-down, but pragmatic. We have to do things that make sense. So we have the showboat, uh, you know, the King of Wands. We have the pragmatic conservative, and then we have the dark, mysterious, dictatorial Queen of Swords. So in this sense, what we're doing at this point is we're seeing how, in this particular case, the court cards are people, but they aren't people people. It's not like, oh, it's king, or it's a man. It's, it's these court cards are revealing the style of leadership that each presidential candidate could uh i'm just gonna say will have because we're talking hypothetical does uh -huh. that make sense yeah yeah no that's good that's, okay that's really good now the reason why i took you on that trip is whatever that court card has to represent person place thing event circumstance understanding the nature of that particular person in the card will help you tremendously um and this is where exercise one comes it's so important or even exercise 1a actually we go inside literally like that card is a window and this is this is hard because oh my god it takes forever and this is why uh, in the course you know we we uh like the first month is just going through essentially exercise one just, and i and i'm still going back over it you know, I still do it. You will not go wrong doing that because the more intimately you understand the cards, the easier everything becomes. What it really comes down to is understanding what your cards can and usually, usually not meaning should, but can and usually mean. And then we put them in different situations. We blend them. We make them follow one another. We, um, put them in, in, in an organizational spread or an organizational chart. All We're doing things to them, but as long as we understand who and what they are, uh, for example, if I were to play a game where for the next 
hour, I psychologically put you in different scenarios. What would you do if it were? What would you do if you found a million dollars? What would you do if um, the plane was flying and you had to take over? Um, <laughs> you, you know you. You know what I mean? You would probably have a pretty good idea of where you would succeed and where you would poop your pants. Yeah. <laughs> Might have been around about the time I took the plane over. Right. So <laughs> the thing is, um, by understanding the cards, that's all we're doing is we're putting them in various situations. That's that's literally what being a spread is um, from the point of view of the cards. You know, imagine like they're all they're all backstage waiting to see who's going to get called. It's like it's like a play that's being written as it's going along and the actors are all back going some of them are playing poker. I'm not going to be in this. Oh, crap. <laughs> Watch my cards. <laughs> I'm on stage. It's like um, the cards go up and they have to, they don't know the part they're going to play until they're on stage. Right. Uh, it's like, here, here's your script. It's like, you're a cowboy. I, I thought it was an alien. No, no, you're a cowboy and uh, you're, you're lovelorn and you're broke. It's like, Go write a country music song. It's like, <laughs> chop, chop. So from the card's point of view, they're just flying out. And, you know, I, I hope that helps. But anyway, so uh, back to this is that each card has a personality. But most importantly, each court card has personality because that's all we have are the people. And, you know, the pages are like, I, I'm young and I'm inexperienced and I'm eager and I want to know all about what's going on in the world, you know, or, or I'm. I know everything because I'm a teenager, which you know is not a bash on teenagers. <laughs> but can I just ask there, you know, I've actually found with my limited experience of mm -hmm. reading cards and that, that sometimes a page can come up. Like it depends on, um, like I think they can represent not your biological age, but maybe more your aesthetic age. So sometimes a page could come up for a much older person because they've got a very young attitude or, you know, they're, they're sort of having a very, um, I don't know, I can't put it into words, but yeah, I just find sometimes that the chronological age of a person doesn't necessarily match sometimes which card comes up for them. Yes, absolutely. A page, for example, can represent um, anyone entering into a new environment. For example, okay. of course, uh, yeah. a friend of mine once. He turned 40, and his wife died, and he just lost all perspective. And so he changed his life completely, entered into law school. He was in with all these 17, 18-year-olds, 22-year-olds, and stuff, and literally restarted his life. And he was, let's say, the Page of Swords at 40. Yeah, 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 exactly. Uh, yeah. If I were to suddenly move to another country and have to learn the damn language, what do you mean you don't speak American here? <laughs> you mean you got it? You finally go to France? Yeah, French. yeah. <laughs> no, not English. American can't, won't, shouldn't. Yeah, it's like you know, freedom prize. I'm trying to be annoying here. Um, but with yeah, the American arrogance. Yeah, so I would be a page. I, I mean, I'm still me, but in the sense of here I am, I'm a babe in the woods. It's like, oh, you American, uh, how would you like to meet women? Yes, I would. Give me 500 of your dollars. Oh, here you go. 
why, why, you know, in other words, I would be so completely out of my league that I'd be um, a babe in the woods, meaning I'd be ripe for any con man that came by. Also, yeah. in another way, you know, just talking about a page, um, I'd also be, oh my God, I got to learn this language because I'm taking baby steps. Or I'd be like a page, like, oh my God, it's Eiffel Tower and the Louvre and, and, and that, that roundabout circle where people go around and around and, and, and how do you drive it in? In other words, I would be seeing the world through the eyes of a child. Everything's new and different to me. Doesn't matter who I am or how much I know, I am in your house now. Right. I'm That's good. In your house. Yes. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, yes, exactly what you said about pages do not necessarily mean biological. Plus, they could be messages or, you know, good news, bad news type of thing. Each card has to pull uh, double duty. And so, to find out in a reading, oh my God, you know, this is why. I don't like it when people say, um, they go online and they say, uh, hey, here's my reading. What does it mean? And somebody comes along and, and they just put down a bunch of cards. And the other person says, oh, well, this means this and this and this. It sounds nice. I've done it myself, unfortunately not in a long, long time. But it sounds nice to go in and say, oh, well, your cards mean this and this. But you don't know what question they were asking. Mm. Or they're setting you up. Oh, exactly. Or the circumstance. Yeah, they could just put random cards here. And, yep. you know, and I could do this for my students. I could say, I mean, it'd be fun in a way to to um, to just throw up a spread and say, what does it mean? But without giving someone uh, a now, – now, keep in mind, if you didn't throw the cards, the cards, the best you can do is give an analytical impression of what you believe the cards could mean because – it's not your intuition. These cards didn't come up for you. They're not servicing your intuition. Exactly. So there's a whole bunch of things there. But um, but in, in practice, this is exactly what we're doing is we're just going, well, in this case, and we speak with conviction, so rather than going, well, it could be this or it could be this. We just pick one thing and go, ah, it means this, and then it means that. And that allows us to enjoy practicing with the cards and, and getting a feel of them, but also with the confidence of, and not overwhelming ourselves with the fact that, oh my God, it could mean this, it could mean that. Now, knowing what each card means in any particular situation, um, it really comes down to scenario and application. So before we wrap this up real quick, um, I have my cards up on the wall, and I've got some other cards here. I don't think I'll – I think I'll just grab some off the wall. Psychologically, I'm not going to actually go pull them down. Uh, do you have cards out or, or deck cards handy? I've got both. I've got my um, cards up, and I've got my deck. Okay. Whichever way feels better for you, do it that way. I'm going to say, well, since we're dealing with court cards, first off, let's give a uh, question and a situation. Tell you it. I'll let you do this. Uh, we'll do it this way. It's a new game. Um, you throw a quick scenario and question at me. Simpler the better. And then I will grab, grab three random court cards. And I will give you three different answers of what that court card means in that spread. with a person, place, thing, whatever. Um, maybe you should do the scenario. Um... um Day in the life, somebody comes in and says, I want to know this, or this is happening to me. 
Um, okay. Um, I would like to know. Well, not me personally, but no, no, say no. I, completely made up. Yes. Yep. Um, I would like to know if I should invest in this company that's starting up um, selling um, vitamins. Okay, fair enough. So what we're saying is, uh, now you would like to know, and that again, that's a yes or no question. Oh, sorry, okay. No, no, no. Um, you're allowed to ask a yes or no question. I'm trying not to. to. They're, a, they're a trap for me. Yeah, um, because what you have to do is when you're reading it, uh, if you want a yes or no question, just grab a damn deck of cards, you know, black, red. Exactly. Or actually the ace, the four aces, that your ace spread's fantastic yes, for, thank for you. a yes or no. That, that, oh, a lot of compliments on yeah, that I nothing's never worked for me as good as that spread, but I want to be better than a yes or no reader. So actually, I conform it a wee bit better. Um, I've been invited to take part in a company that's starting up selling vitamins, and I need to know if my money will be. Oh, that's still a yes or no. No, question. okay, that's fine. I need to know if my money will be safe. Now, let's. Um, I'm gonna. Oh, can I trust it? Oh, that's still a yes or no. Yeah. Oh, hold on, say one second. I'm going to introduce you to something. Uh, but I was going to tell you, by the way, uh, I want you, even though you're not there yet, I want <laughs> you to um, pick up Advanced Tarot Secrets, which you have. Yes. And um, in there. Oh, do you have thing on questions? There are a couple of exercises. There's uh, new exercises. Um, I'm going to want you to practice these. Yes. Um, one is on page 38 called Cards in Scenario. Oh, it just opened on that page. And the next card is called Card in Position. That's on page 42. Okay. Um, so I want you to practice those over the next four weeks. You know, it's yes. no rush to get to them, but definitely Cards in Scenarios. Okay. Um, which is kind of what we're doing here. And in Card in Position, the reason why I did that is Card in Position, we're going to say, Again, Celtic Cross, I, I like seven and nine because everybody can understand this. This is what you don't want to happen. This is what you do want to happen. This is what you're afraid of. So if we say, uh -huh. to, to, and the reason why we're doing this is to make it easier to understand what the court card will mean by really narrowing it down the parameters, narrowing down the parameters of what it can mean. So, uh, for example, uh, uh, is my money safe? I'm, I've been invited to uh, invest in this business. Basically, I want to know, because uh, you know, I'm going to make a decision uh, is, you know, whether I should do it or not. So ultimately, it's, I want to derive a yes or a no. Again, ultimately, that means, because um, you know, a lot of the yes or no decisions we make are based on a whole bunch of factors. So when we're reading, we don't look for the final answer if it's a yes or no what's better is to take a look and examine the factors mm, yes and then as the factors prove themselves hopefully it'll be painfully obvious which way to go but also we allow the uh, client to stay in control if the end they want a yes or no say, okay, I'm gonna do a yes or no this is what I'm gonna get whatever whether you follow my advice or not is up to you but you're not allowed to question the fact that I got a yes or no because you refused to take it the intelligent way and you just want a yes or no.
Do you know what I mean? We're not yes. we're not telling them that they have to take our advice and do the yes or no, but they're not allowed to to pick us apart. Going, well, no, you want to do yes or no, so, yes or no. So again, at some point you have to be able to just you know. Uh, yeah, there's no meat, is there? There's no there's no meat within a yes or a no. You you don't get yeah more information. And sometimes you might want a yes or no, but you actually want to know more than just the yes or no. You want to feel for what's happening because, as you've said, you can kind of look at things within the spread and look at what other people are up to. Or... Let me give you a classic yes or no. Is my boyfriend cheating on me? Yes. W w with who? Well, well, should I should I forgive him? Well, I mean, see how the yeah. moment you get a yes or no, it just opens up a whole can of worms of well, I want to know this. I want to know that. So sometimes maybe it'd be best to go for the yes or no. The problem is that yes or no's uh, are are so uh, so rarely accurate at the you know as the first question out of the spread. You know, um, this other way, you know if it was super accurate, I'd say let's just do yes or no questions. Just raise everything in the form of yes or no. Mm. Anyway, so. Uh, Yes, uh, we've got, is my money going to be safe? Um, in this position, card position seven is what you fear, what you're afraid of. I'm going to go queen of wands. <sighs> now, again, we have a queen, so we have a court card, which uh, we have a court card telling us this is what you uh, are afraid of or what you don't want to happen. Uh, in regards to uh, your money, knowing that, see, this strikes the problem of is this a personal based thing or whatever. So, this is where we have to stop, relax, understand the question, and take our time. All of which I'm trying to do as I'm talking to you. Um, and say, in this particular case, uh, pulling a Queen of Wands, now, would, again, if anybody has anybody any other thoughts and then you know their thoughts would be their own um so like your thoughts are not necessarily going to match up specifically with my thoughts having said that um because i don't want to just keep talking when i actually get to the point here um queen of wands uh, again going back over uh question is essentially is my money safe what's going to happen won't uh, will be all right should i do this um, cause, and because this is explaining to me what's going on deep inside your mind, what you want to avoid. Um, you don't want to invest in a company that is trendy, popular, flashy, uh, reliant on public opinion. Um, it's too volatile or you really want your money by, by the process of what you don't want. You want your money to be uh, safe and conservative and you want to make money incrementally you're not looking for big flashy things because there's a certain narcissism to the uh, coin of wands that says uh, like like a tech startup it's like oh my god we got all this money well let's get computers and uh, what is it no let's get segways for everyone and I'll just tell you everything you want to hear <laughs> yes yeah absolutely very, very good. I like that. So, for example, we had to walk through the process to get there, um, but what helped us get there was really 
going back over and over to the question that we had at, at hand so that we limited the answer to only the things that actually mattered or made sense for that particular question. Does that make yeah. sense at all? Yeah, yeah, it does. Okay, now again, I've got to do another one. So let's say the Knight of Swords. Um, you do not want to hand your money over to a uh, to a reckless daredevil. Like, you, know, um, you, you are afraid that the people handling your money are on their own personal crusade. Oh, yeah, yeah. Pets.com, yes. which no longer exists. A friend of mine was actually processing all the photos from their warehouse. I was like, what the hell is that? Like, Pets.com. I said, that's dumb. Well, fortunately, <laughs> I was right. Uh, they're famous because they got a whole bunch of money and they spent, I think, $2 million on a Super Bowl ad. You know, and it's this stupid sock puppet talking to the UPS driver or something going because pets can't drive and it was an interesting idea of like buying your pet supplies online I mean essentially it's Amazon right but either it was ahead of its time or it's a bad idea or it's bad marketing but uh, it was a great way to waste a lot of money so a lot of investors lost their money but the whole point of that two million dollar commercial was just like the Knight of Swords, the people in charge were like, we are going to take this money. We are going to spend it on top Hollywood entertainment. Um, that means writers, directors, um, um, actors, See, I have so many, you know, locations. And then we're going to spend an extra, you know, so this is $100,000, $200,000 gone. And then we're going to spend $2 million on a Super Bowl ad. And we're also going to spend... Um, you know, another million dollars on a TV buy. So all of that money that could have gone somewhere more productive, they were belligerent and headstrong, and we know what we're going to do. And as an investor, you don't want to deal with that kind of mentality where the person is like, thanks for your money, now sit down and shut up and let the adults do this. That's what I'm getting from that. Right, yes. So... Some cards will be easier, some cards will be harder, but in the whole cards and scenario and cards and position thing, we have a card and scenario because we have a scenario, uh, so that kind of explains that. And we have card and position where the only thing we're doing is taking that one card in that one position, meaning in this particular scenario, in this particular position, on this particular day, if it's raining or all that stuff. So we have so many qualifications in that it makes it super easy to narrow down and say, ah, in this, in this case, that card must mean this. This is exactly what it would be like in real life, because in real life, you're not going to have people, oh, just tell me anything. I don't really care in life. I'm just Anybody who says just tell me anything is not going to hand you $100, 200 an hour to, to read their cards. People who walk in and say $80 are going to say, I want to know that son of a bitch. And they're going to want answers because that's $80. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And 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 I will not let somebody come in and ask me, um, tell me to say, oh, just anything. Just tell me anything. Or if you really want to have fun, take your $80 and give it to somebody and just say, just tell me anything. And then walk out and think about how satisfied you feel with the answer and whether that $80 would have been spent on and then imagine something you really, really want to spend around $80. 
and then just go, wow, did I get value out of my money? And it'll make you sick to your stomach and uh, you feel bad for doing it. And then you'll tell your friends, uh, you can say, oh, my God, I'm going to psychic. Oh, no, 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 I, I've done that before. Oh, really? What happened? Well, that person over there, you know, all of a sudden they got a bad reputation. So this is, you know, if, if you ever have a moment of weakness where you go, oh, maybe I'll just do it. I want you to imagine yourself taking your entire monthly budget and just not even you'd, you'd be better off in Vegas. You know, here, spin the wheel, red or black, you know, roulette wheel here. You're just throwing the money down and going, tell me anything. Oh, I sense I sense your spirit is kind and your aura. And and there's somebody on the other side who wants to give you a message. It's like, uh, that sounds nice, but you just wasted your money. Yeah. Could you answer my question now, please? <laughs> yes. Like, oh, my God. I went to a reading once. A long time ago, and just pissed me off. Uh, all throughout the reading, I didn't realize it, but the the reader she asked me a question, and it she goes, "What do the lords of karma mean to you?" Well, of course, you know, it reminded me of a dream that I had. It was very prophetic, um, as it turns out, and it was very important to me and shaped my uh, well whole uh, decision to to continue down the path of metaphysics. I did all the talking. Yeah. And then 45 minutes later, I was like, wow. Uh, so, because I have a big mouth. She didn't tell me to shut up. She didn't try to interrupt me once. She just sat there, sat there, let me talk. And she goes, okay, time's up. It's like, you haven't told me anything. She goes, so she asked me one question, got me to talk, and she charged me by the minute. Yeah. And I was so angry to this day i remember that and how angry i am and was and i can tell you the name of the store that i went to where i got screwed out of my money so in that sense um yeah that's me and i you know that's just one of my experiences but but that's an example of how people will hold on to something uh and especially if they feel stupid for have gone uh having gone to you so homework um read the stuff yes. um and then play around with you know don't just just play around with card scenarios and card in position uh, add that to your repertoire um and get back to me in a couple of weeks like specifically outside of class and just let me know with court cards you know using these particular techniques is this helping excellent yes, and okay. and uh definitely when it uh Matter of fact, I'll tell you what, I want you to, I think, I want you to see if April, because I think April is near the side of the world, uh, April, or Stacia, or Becky, these are the moderators I'd like you to, uh, to hit up, uh, definitely April, Becky, and Stacia, see which one of them can get you some time but when you're when you're in your study group um, request uh, and you'll tell them I said so you know request that you guys do some court card exercises uh, where you play around with court cards can mean this or that in different scenarios so 
I want you to, yeah, I want you to work with other people to see what they're coming up with. Yep. Um, can I just wait a little while? Like, I just want a little bit more confidence. No, you can, you can take all the time you want. I just want yeah. to do that homework. Yeah, because I, I don't want to waste anybody's time, so I want to make sure that I'm up to the grade before I start working <laughs> with other people. Well, at least get in a study group at, uh, at some point, you know, yes. in the near future, no matter yep. what you're working on. I want you to feel the camaraderie, and, and again, even if it's just you and a moderator, just, um, you know, so they can help you really flesh out what you know and you feel more comfortable about it um but but most important is um just have fun with it all right yeah yeah thank you thank you very much all right thank you and uh we will chat soon let me you know no matter what let me know in a couple of weeks how you're working out thank you thank right. you thanks bye okay bye